and welcome to the weekly Lisa. If you don't already know, I'm Lisa. Now, recently, me and my sister-in-law embarked on an adventure. Now, for those of you that don't know, not only do I run a podcast, which is called The Weekly Lisa, as you plainly can see, I also write a blog post under the same name, but I also write one called Document Our Travels. Now, me and my sister-in-law tend to get out and about quite a lot, and some of the places we've visited are unusual and unique, and I wanted to document that. Not because... My, my original priority was just to document it. As time's gone on and we've been to different places and I'm in the process of trying to put podcasts and blog posts together, I actually quite enjoy it. Now, I enjoy writing anyway, but that's a separate podcast for another time. So, if you want to see the pictures and stuff like that, find Document Our Travels um, on WordPress, which is another blog post that I do. So, anyway... So recently, we went on a national holidays. Now, I've never been on a national holidays. It's not my type of thing. With being married to a person that doesn't do well on a coach, but drives, it's easy to just travel either via car or by public transport. For instance, when we've gone to Manchester. Obviously, Paul didn't come on this trip with me. (coughs) It was my sister-in-law. So, of course, we had to take a coach. Now, don't get me wrong. The National Holidays coaches at the moment are incredible. We were on a brand spanking new one. It was very clean. It was fairly spacious. It wasn't bad. It was full. I think there were about four spare seats, if that. And I'm pretty sure there's 56 people on the coach, but I could be wrong. Um, It was quite quite a decent trip with National Holidays. The driver... I think he was called Michael, was incredible, he was only a young lad, very, very informative, very polite, so, you know, to national holidays, well done, your driver was incredible, your coaches were pretty clean, and pretty, well, more than pretty clean, and I watched that young lad clean that coach the first night we got to the hotel, and he scrubbed it from top to bottom, and we arrived at the hotel around about five o'clock, and he was still scrubbing the coach at half past seven, so, you know, kudos to you guys. <coughs> Now, for those of you that have listened in the past, you will know that I had COVID a while ago and it's left me quite breathless, which you potentially might hear on the podcast as it's coming across. Not really much I could do about it, so I'm going to say sorry for it now. Um, I also am still coughing, which is ridiculous, but it's not as bad, thankfully. So anyway, back to the trip. So we went to Warwick Castle on the Thursday we got to Warwick Castle now for those of you that haven't been to Warwick Castle it's massive and we went up something called the Guy's Staircase let me tell you having Covid and what it's left me with with the breathing issues pretty much killed me by the time I got to the top but the views were spectacular now Warwick Castle is massive the grounds are it. Obviously, the grounds are massive. Um, there is some construction work going on to try and rebuild the walkways on the left-hand side of the castle. Didn't impede in anything that you know we were doing. Now you can walk through the main section of Warwick Castle, and they have everything from armor 
to weapons to thousands of portraits and I mean thousands I couldn't get them all in pictures now I am a visual person I love to take pictures everywhere we go I tend to take all the pictures my sister-in-law Diane loves to take pictures as well um, but she starts laughing every time we go away somewhere she says I don't need to take any because you're going to take them all um, and I have a, an intendency of taking more than one picture of one thing anyway so Warwick Castle now they do a like a birds of prey show but it's not a birds of prey as you would normally have seen at any other part any other theme parks you've been to or zoos or anything like that this was a story and the story basically was about um, how in the first world war we used falcons to send messages from you know um, soldier companies from one place to another Get, that's how they got messages across the battlefield and things like that hawks and falcons and stuff like that it was incredible and it, it was talking about a young lad that had come to the king of Warwick Castle at the time sorry about that I went to sneeze so I had to pause it anyway um, he basically came to the king and said he wanted to be a bird trainer this is what he wanted to do and some of the birds were incredible they had an eagle, and the eagle was massive. Its wingspan has got to have been at least three foot. It was massive, but it was amazing how the storyline went. And even a couple of the um, the falcons that actually came out decided to carry on in the trees. And, the, you know, they were just watching for them to see where they were going. They weren't trying to bring them back into the cages or wherever they kept them. Um, they even had a, oh, what they called? A vulture. That was big as well. I was quite surprised at how big that was. Now, the one thing that they do have bird-wise, roaming free in the grounds, are peacocks. Lots and lots of noisy peacocks. And I actually took a video of one of the peacocks. Because I had a phone call while we were there, and Paul could hear this noise in the background and he's going what is that it's this peacock and he started laughing and i actually ended up videoing it and sending him the video to prove that it was this bloody peacock that was making this god awful sound it was like a cat scream it was awful um now there are mazes and the horrible histories and uh archery shows you could do archery while you're there as well you can meet a knight and princesses when we were there, there were a lot of school children there. So obviously it's a day out for kids. I'm guessing obviously it's a school trip day out. Um, there is a lot of history, a hell of a lot of history behind Warwick Castle. Uh, Henry the Henry the was there. The the bed that Queen Anne died in. Uh, am I right? Was it Queen Anne? I think it was. Queen Anne died in. I'm going to check that. Bear with me. So I was right, it was Queen Anne's bed that she died in that was actually situated in Kensington Palace. It was then moved to Warwick Castle. Um, I have to say, there was a corridor that I walked down and it just reminded me of the Tudors and it was all black and white and it was spectacular for pictures. I've got some amazing pictures from that corridor. The stained glass windows, if you are into stained glass windows, this is a place you really do need to visit because they were incredible. Some of them big, some small, absolutely amazing. 
and you could walk around on the balconies on the first floor you could go into the bedrooms um, there were scenes set up with mannequins um, there was a tea party it, it was it was very very informative and I know obviously like I said there were a lot of schools there I think we saw at least four sets of, of school kids coming in and out now like I said we went up Guy's Tower and I was fortunate enough to be stuck behind two little boys and their teacher as they were coming down the stairs and it was them that made it a lot easier for me because I'm not panicking trying to get down the stairs um, it sounds stupid that because obviously I was so high up I don't like heights to start with it had crippled me to get to the top anyway with the COVID that what COVID's left me with and going back down I knew it was going to be one of them situations where it was like oh no but with people behind you you're trying to not rush but trying to get down the stairs as fast as you can now let me tell you going down a set of stairs that a circle is a nightmare never mind stone steps that seem to get smaller as you go down the actual width of the step got smaller as we went down. Now we spent about three hours at Warwick Castle, give or take, after we'd been dropped off. Um, so we'd we'd driven from Manchester, got picked up in Manchester, went to a service station, obviously for breakfast. Again, got sorry, was going to sneeze. I had to prevent that as fast as I could. Um, had breakfast at a service station, and then went on to Warwick, and we did quite well actually. Um, but some of the, the houses that you actually walk past as you read into the castle were actually um, black and white houses. They were incredible, absolutely incredible. At the archways and, and the boundaries of the castle that came away from actually the grounds and people are obviously living inside the boundaries of what used to be the grounds of the castle, I'm guessing. The town was very, very pretty. Um, we actually had quite a nice walk round the castle before we had to get back on the coach and headed for the hotel then now both myself and Deanne like watching planes and I, there is a reason I'm telling you this I'm not just randomly going off on a tangent so when we got to the hotel we were actually less than a mile away from uh, Terminal 5 at Heathrow Airport that's the closest I've actually ever been to London at that point so I thought Paul then reminded me of many, many, many years ago when we actually went to Legoland in Windsor. Apparently that's as close as I've got to London. But anyway, um, and our room, back to the hotel, our room actually looked out on the flight path of the planes as they were coming in quite low. So I got some incredible pictures of the Airbus A380 coming in. Um, and we pretty much spent the whole night watching these planes going past the window more or less. It was, it was really nice. I know a lot of the people that were on the coach with us were like, oh, did you see that plane? Oh, did you hear that plane? We didn't, I have to be honest, we didn't hear a thing, but we were watching for them anyway, so it didn't really matter to us. Now, we were at a Holiday Inn at Terminal 5, Heathrow Airport, Terminal 5. The food was a buffy style, so, you, you know, you picked and choose what you wanted. It was okay. It wasn't the greatest food in the world, but it was okay. There were plenty of choice, which was great, but I'd have preferred to have potentially been able to order a meal of my own, I think. Just because I went for a, for my main, I went for a um, shepherd's pie. For those of you that don't know what a shepherd's pie is, it's mince, either beef or lamb, depending on how you want to cook it. It's shepherd's pie, it's supposed to be lamb, but... 
I'm pretty sure this was beef, with potato on top. Um, so cottage pie, shepherd's pie, whichever one you want to call it. Same thing to me, but okay. It wasn't very nice, so I didn't end up eating it. I think I had two mouthfuls of it, but thankfully, at the other side of my plate, I'd actually picked up a little bit of um, pasta, so I actually really enjoyed the pasta. Um, and then found the kids' mac and cheese. Now, I'll live off mac and cheese till I'm blue in the face. That was I really enjoyed that. That was quite nice. Um, so... The beds were incredibly comfortable to, to lie on, but to sleep on, I found it was way too soft. I'm used to a heavy, hard mattress, but that's my personal preference. There were two single beds, me and my sister-in-law shared a room. It was great. We didn't have any issues. Um, there wasn't enough tea and coffee supply, so we asked for some more when we got to reception, and they were graciously enough to give us some more, which was great. We slept okay, I guess. Not great, but okay. Um, I know my sister-in-law struggled to sleep as well. Now, the only other issue I've got about the night was the evening meal wasn't till half past seven. We arrived at the hotel at five o'clock. Now, we actually went out for a walk after we'd had our evening meal, just to burn off some calories, I guess, and just have a walk to see what was around. Um... Which was fine, so we ate at half past seven on the Thursday night, and breakfast was at 7.30 on the Friday morning. Now, I'd set my alarm anyway, I'm normally an early riser, I have been since I've had COVID anyway, um, I don't know what a lion looks like at the moment, but it was worth it, I think, for just the breakfast, I really enjoyed the breakfast, the bacon was really well cooked it was really nice the sausages were quite nice and um, i can't fault the beans and i'm pretty sure nobody faults beans anyway um did, I, did they have tomatoes i don't think they had tomatoes the only one issue we had with breakfast is the toaster machines which are like a little conveyor belt you put your bread on and it toasts it and comes out if you put it in more than once you're coming out with charcoal bread and that's pretty much what i got the first time round. whereas my sister-in-law diane she did hers on a different machine and ended up having to put it through three times. So for me, upgrade your equipment slightly. The hotel was clean. The staff were polite. The food was average. The breakfast was great. The coffee was good. Overall, I can't fault it. The room was massive as well. I can't fault it. For me, it was worth the trip down and to stay in the hotel. Obviously, the best part of that for us was the flight path. Now, when we got back on the coach, all of us were on the coach, we were all ready to go, and the driver said, just so you know, we're actually going to take a trip into Windsor. And I was really surprised. I'm like, oh God, Windsor. I know there's a castle, I've seen one already, and we're already, you know, we are going on to somewhere else, which is classed as a castle, I guess. Um, Anyway, I have always wanted to see Windsor Grey Park. Ever since uh, Harry and Meghan got married, do not come at me about Harry and Meghan. I am just stating a fact. They actually went up the mile in Windsor Grey Park and I always wanted to see it. Now, that wasn't the only reason. I watched a documentary on the Duke of Edinburgh. Now, that man was one of a kind. He was sarcastic, came out with some unconventional comments, 
but he was also the Queen's best friend, sidekick and husband and he supported her in all the years he was with her. And I couldn't fault the man. But he was the caretaker of Windsor Great Park. He took care, along with his team obviously, of all the trees. And the mall, as they call it, or the, the mile, the mall, whatever you want to call it, is lined with hundreds and hundreds of beautiful trees. To the point where I actually took pictures of just the trees. Um, when we actually walked round the side of Windsor Castle, we just went for a walk to see where it would take us, to see if we could actually walk the whole way round Windsor Castle, on the outskirts. And we came across Windsor Great Park, and I was absolutely blown away. It was, despite the fact that it was slightly chilly, it was incredible. It wasn't busy at all. We got some great pictures of the castle from the back. We got some great pictures of the mall. And if I'd have had more time, we only had about three hours. Uh, no, we didn't. We had two hours there. If we'd have had more time, we would have walked the mile, I'm sure. It was a conversation we had and we just looked at the time. Just didn't have time. Now, we walked back up towards the castle and then took a slight diversion and walked up the centre of the town of Windsor which incidentally is quite expensive for just about anything you can imagine which you obviously expect that in Windsor so the coach park is actually through the train station so we had a wander through the train station they've got some little stalls, little souvenir stalls so of course being a writer I got myself a couple of notebooks I did some notes while I was walking around our next venue, which I'm going to go on to in a minute. Um, I wish I hadn't used that notebook now. I wish I'd have bought another one, because I quite like that notebook. But anyway, so we had a walk around Windsor. It was quite nice. We managed to have a cup of coffee um, and a bit of a chill out and just watch the world go by like you do. Now, the one destination that we were actually aiming for, and we got a bonus of Warwick Castle and Warwick and Windsor, was Highclere Castle, which is more commonly known as Downton Abbey. Now, for those of you that haven't a clue what Downton Abbey is, where have you been living? I didn't actually start watching Downton Abbey until we were about three seasons in that was on the telly. I then caught up on Netflix and... It's one of my most favourite programmes of all times. So I can go back and watch it time and time again. So we arrived at Warwick Castle. Um, and obviously, we, the guide was quite good. It, it was We walked around at our own pace. But the guide actually came onto the coach, had a quick conversation with us, and basically said, I know the first thing that most of you want is probably the bathroom. This is where the bathroom is. And we were lucky enough, while we were stood in line for lunch that the Earl of Carnarvon, the, the actual Earl now, actually came in for his lunch and was stood right at the side of us, which I would have loved to have asked him for a picture, but I didn't want to disturb him because he was picking up his lunch. That was kind of one of the random things that you don't expect. Now, obviously I got the standard shots from a distance of Highclere Castle. My only one downfall, and I do understand, is... You couldn't take pictures inside, hence why I was taking notes. Now, my notebook is full of notes, and I managed to talk to the curators that were in there, and got some stories, and 
I was quite surprised at what information they actually gave me. Um, there was one piece of information that I didn't know about that in the North Library, which you see quite a bit actually, if Robert's at his desk in the Downton Abbey programme, you actually see the North Library to his left hand side where his desk situates. Um, that actually got set on fire by accident and it was quite extensive damage. Now, in total, there is over five and a half thousand books in that section of the library only. In the main library, where we tend to see them all sat talking before they go in for dinner, there is over 6,000 books. Even the door, some of the doors are actually painted to look like bookshelves as well, which I just thought was incredible. You then go through different rooms, and one of them was Lady Almina's sitting room, I guess they called it. Uh, which is used. Uh, you got the gentleman's smoking room, which was where the gentleman would go and play poker and drink port and smoke cigars. Which, to look at that room, you can tell it's a gentleman's room first and foremost because all the artwork is about hunting and um, scenery or landscapes. But the furniture is very worn. And the furniture was replaced. I think I overheard the conversation. The furniture was replaced in the 60s in there but it's still used today now every room in Highclere Castle is still used today now the Countess and Earl actually have a house at the back of Highclere Castle or to the side of Highclere Castle uh, which they live in day to day but if they are entertaining they open Highclere Castle up and they actually use it now it's open I, th I think it's open from April to August I think, I think they said. After that, it's then shut down for the season. That was when Downton Abbey was then filmed. Or have I got that the wrong way around? I can't remember. I know it's one or the other. Anyway, so there are quite a few rooms. Now, there are a few rooms upstairs as well where you will see um, Lady Sybil's room. You will see Cora's room. You will see the cupboard that Robert actually comes out of. Now... There is a scene in one of... I need to find out which episode and which season it's on, actually. Where Robert sticks his head around the door and speaks to Cora. And it's as if he's come from his dressing room or his small bedroom or whatever the case may be. And I know which episode it is now. I couldn't tell you, but I do know the episode now. And it's actually um, a cupboard, a closet. And in that closet was not only the actor... But several camera crew and uh, sound crew and lighting crew were in that cupboard with him as he pops his head out to speak to Cora, which I just found hilariously funny. Now, every room in that house, bedroom I should say, has a sofa in it, which really intrigued me. And I don't understand why you would have a sofa in your bedroom, but then when I look back, at series, series, episodes of series from Downton Abbey. There is a few of them where they're all sat in, I think it's Cora's bedroom, when Lady Rose is getting ready for the wedding. They're all sat on the sofas there, which is just, and it was then that I realised that women tended to have meetings in their bedrooms instead of the sitting rooms because it's where servants didn't really listen in. Now, I know there were a few people on that trip that were quite disappointed that there was no kitchens 
the kitchens weren't there. Mrs. Patmore's kitchen wasn't at Highclere. That was actually filmed in a studio. People don't really know that. Like I said, I was disappointed that I couldn't take pictures. Now, the other thing, I wasn't disappointed. I just... It was too busy. There weren't enough room. I just felt a little bit claustrophobic was the ancient Egyptian exhibition in the basement. There are real and um, fabricated artefacts from ancient Egypt, including a complete replica of Tutankhamun's tomb that the new Lord Carnarvon has actually created. Highclere Castle for me was incredible. The grounds are absolutely incredible. The other good thing about the ground, about the grounds, about going and visiting was we were given a book uh, that the Countess of Carnarvon today has written about a li- about about Lady Armin Almina, which is the fifth Earl of Carnarvon's wife, more commonly known as Howard Howard Carter's sponsor when he found King Tut's tomb. There you go, a little bit of history for you. We walked around the grounds, we took pictures, we sat on a bench, we we did, we had such an amazing day. I spent a fortune in the shop, I might add. A couple of notebooks, a few pens, you know, the usual. I enjoyed that every bit as much as I expected I would. Now, to make it all the more real for me, and for my sister-in-law, both said the same thing. On Friday, the second Downton Abbey film came out. Now, we didn't have a chance to obviously see it on the Friday, for the simple reason being we travelled back, we didn't get back till about half past eight, I think we got back into Manchester. So, we arranged to go and see it on Wednesday. And watching the film and seeing how the places we had walked and the bench we'd sat on and the view we looked out on while we were talking and things like that was actually in the film. And I was really surprised and overwhelmed that I'd been in them exactly in that exact place that these actors had been in and the castle and the way that they portrayed it. And I've got, the way they portrayed it in the film, I've got a cracking picture that represents that exact same thing because I took that picture. Because we'd been there and walked down that path and stood outside that door and was all it just it, it was brilliant if you get chance to go and see Highclere Castle even if you are not a Downton Abbey fan it is worth your money Highclere Castle was the highlight of that visit don't get me wrong Warwick Castle and Windsor were incredible but Highclere Castle was the highlight of that visit for me anyway that's a tra- one of the small travels that we I'm saying small. Most of them were just a day. That was two days. That's just a small sub- subject that we've covered today of two places we got on a coach and travelled to. So thank you so much for listening. If you are interested in seeing the pictures, like I said right at the beginning, document our travels on WordPress. It's a blog post. It's a blog. Or if you want to go on the weekly Lisa just google the weekly lease or document our travels you'll come across me at some point and that's how you'll be able to find it thank you so much for listening have a wonderful day and i'll see you again soon bye for now